Welcome to PBF Podcast number 55. This is Romeo One Oscar coming to you on PBF Public Radio. Radio Free America. Got a little little something for you to start out, lead into the first story. So luckily we're too small to probably get hit with any copyright violations. But what that was was the illustrious Sex Pistols, the notorious anarchists put together by Malcolm McLaren back in the 70s and who offended people both in England. I think that (laughs) they wouldn't play their songs on the radio over there. But still, somehow, they managed to uh, chart a number one song. But their clear, um, provocative stance with uh, their God Save the Queen song and Anarchy in the UK just didn't hit very well. And uh, I don't know if anybody ever saw, like, Sid and Nancy. Uh, Sid Vicious was turned into a... An icon. But this isn't about Sid Vicious at all. This is about another person in uh, the Sex Pistols, and that would be Johnny Rotten, a.k.a. John Lydon. So he also did front a band called Public Image Limited. And if anybody's interested in going down that road, I suggest checking out the very generic um, went-by album. Cassette and CD, that was the name of it. It was uh, quite generic that they put out, and that was an excellent album, in my opinion. However, I digress. Summit News has a great little article, which is the idea behind this is stirring up a storm, and it's absolutely hilarious. Sex Pistol... Johnny Rotten, of course I'm voting for Trump. Sex Pistols and PIL frontman John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten, confirmed he will vote for President Trump's re-election in November, reasoning that he does not want a politician running the world and angering leftists in the process. (laughs) This is hilarious. What's hilarious, too, is the, the response from... These leftists. Again, to show how you must respond in a certain way. You must behave in a certain way. They're such conformists. The article itself says, while Lydon is British, he has U.S. citizenship, meaning he is eligible to vote next month. The pretty vacant, and that was the song we heard, singer told BBC he's definitely voting for Trump, noting he's an individual thinker. I give him that for a start. He's not the most lovable fellow on God's earth, but I cannot see the opposition as offering me anything by way of a solution. In a further interview with the Garden Guardian, which is trash, the Guardian, the uh, 
the pieces might as well just be SJW Onion at this point. But In a further interview with The Guardian, Leiden said, I'd be daft as a brush not to vote for Trump, claiming the president really is making the country a bit better. And that's true. The statistics show, at least prior to COVID, that this was the greatest rate of wealth increase in the lower tier of our economy in decades. Adding that he's the only, only sensible choice now that Biden is up. He's incapable of being the man at the helm. Joe Biden is in all practicality senile and delinquently senile. My wife has Alzheimer's. I know the symptoms, Lydon said in a BBC interview. When the BBC host countered Lydon and suggested there is no evidence that Biden is senile, Lydon responded, oh really? Have you seen him talk lately? I can only go on my vast experience seeing my wife is suffering from Alzheimer's. Honestly, guys, too. Um, Lydon in interviews is, he's hilarious. Just an old working class bloke who is pretty damn smart and sharp. Lydon expanded on his reasoning for supporting Trump, noting that he identified with Trump constantly being accused of racism on a whim. I've been accused of the very same thing, so I'm offended for anybody who's called that. Of course I'm anti-racism, Lydon emphasized. He also commented on the death of George Floyd, noting, There's not anyone I know that wouldn't say that wasn't ghastly. It doesn't mean all police are nasty and all white folks are racist, because all lives matter. Oh no. Another opportunity for the left to cancel. You can't say that, John. Lydon also spoke about the COVID lockdown, noting, I don't think lockdown is doing any good for anybody. Wrecking an economy is not the smartest move to cure any illness or virus or disease. We're all capable of wearing masks. We're all smart enough not to want to give each other filthy, horrible viruses. But let's talk about masks in the next segment. Give people the chance to work. Don't just close everything down. This is not Stalin at work here, but I swear the governments are beginning to feel that way. (laughs) Indeed. We have to hold ourselves responsible at some point in order for our society to exist at all, Leiden added. It seems to me that the Democrats here in America are promising will be tax will be tax hikes beyond belief, more lockdowns, more confusion, more bureaucracy, and less answers. Leiden urged, adding, I have seen what Democrats have done to California. They have just destroyed the place. Absolutely. And yes, (laughs) tax hikes, um, massive lockdowns, confusion, bureaucracy. Of course, they love bureaucracy because that's the swamp. Leiden previously supported Trump in 2016 after the election, noting, What I dislike is the left-wing media in America are trying to smear the bloke as a racist, and that's completely not true. Which, again, we saw this ridiculousness. Um, We've gone over this on here. The fine people hoax, the very fine people. 
and uh, the comb-throwing Amy Klobuchar, angry comb-thrower, went ahead uh, yesterday during the confirmation hearings. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I couldn't bring myself to watch those hearings. I tried, and it was just such absurdity on a little segue here. It has nothing to do with Klobuchar. I mean, in, in some ways, because they're going to announce her as white supremacist, and they're going to say her originalism is radical. Trying to stick to what our founder said is radical because the radicals have taken over. The radicals in our universities who teach law to people have taken over. So someone who goes against that is radical. Just part of the continued game of BS that they play. But it's it's unbearable to watch. However, I have digressed from the article a bit here, as I tend to do sometimes. Sorry. Um, back to the article. He's a cat amongst the pigeons. He's got everybody now involving themselves in a political way. And I've been struggling for years to get people to wake up and do that, Leiden said, after admitting he had not voted for Trump at the time. And there's a little piece, too, uh, that was a great interview he did uh, with Good Morning Britain, um, where he talked about the working class have spoken, and I stand with them. Conservatism is the new counterculture. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Lucky and I have talked about this. I'm sure other people, you know, Lucky and I grew up listening to like metal, punk, things like that. But what was absolutely hilarious is um, there's an image that was posted September 28th from California showing Leiden at his window smoking a cigarette and wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnny, you don't look healthy, but I love your music. But seeing him smoking the cigarette and then standing there with his Make America Great Again shirt, and just he's got that look on his face. His, uh, his I don't give a fudge. Um, so the consequences of sound, which... We know, I mean, the, many of the magazines, um, zine type of culture has always been somewhat left-wing or pretty left-wing, but the metal magazines have just been overtaken with Antifa, basically. Like, they've gone off the rails. So Consequence of Sound... Uh, post the Sex Pistols frontman Johnny Rodden, a.k.a. John Lydon, will be voting for Trump, says all lives matter. And then uh, the response is, this is the, less, this is the less punk thing ever. I think you wanted to use the word least. But, you know. Someone check his DNA. They could be brothers. That shade of orange couldn't have come from just an ordinary, empathetic, rational, selfless, truthful, monogamous, faithful human being. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. You know what? 
And it's so punk rock. It's so punk rock to get these uptight. I mean, because really, these, these people like these leftists are so damn uptight. Well, he recorded a record called The Great Rock and Roll, Roll Swindle, Birds of a Feather. <laughs> what a monster, Jeff C. responded. <laughs> Absolutely, what a monster. He, he says who he's going to support. And we believe that person is the most awful person on the planet because the leftist media has told us to feel that way. And then here, yeah, it turns out he's a big turd. Too bad. I loved Pill, but then I also loved the Smiths. And look at Morrissey. Yuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to have to listen to some Pill and some Smiths today because it seems to offend so many of these weak-minded fellows. And then went on to... Jason voted early for Biden-Harris. <laughs> standing in front of his mirror, this is great too, his default image on Twitter is him standing in front of his mirror in a selfie. Johnny Rotten living up to his fucking name. So many big names in punk are Trump supporters. Fucking posers. Isn't that odd? Think about this. So many big names in punk are Trump supporters. Fucking posers. Says the man who's voting for a guy who spent 47 years in the government, his name says so. He stands in front of the mirror in a selfie with his mask on, which is completely unnecessary. And again, we'll go into this more, saying it might even be detrimental, perhaps. And then Mary Ann Chisholm, resistor, artist, and she's got the little blue waves. No, my heart just broke into one million little pieces. A part of history has been forever altered for me let me know if you get it <laughs> and then it's a washington times sex pistol singer john lyden of course i'm voting for trump tragic how many of them were actual skinheads all along i don't know how many of you guys saw in miami there was like thirty thousand cars this was people from all over Central America who had to leave communism. Their families left communism. You know, we're talking people from Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico. Well, no communism there, but you might as well call the current governor damn, or the current president damn close. Cuba, Venezuela, Chile, all these people, they're... They formed this up. And then in Beverly Hills over the weekend, you had people, Chinese, uh, blacks, uh, Vietnamese, um, all sorts of people just all lined up. And, and that's what's also crazy, right? You have people from across the country in huge rallies he had a huge rally in florida last night too and then joe biden goes out joe biden was supposed to have a rally in arizona and the video from this is absolutely hilarious i think we posted it to the telegram in this video there's a reporter in arizona who went to what was supposed to be a 
Biden rally in Arizona. And nobody showed up. Quite literally, there were more press there than anyone supporting this. And they did a big disinformation thing trying to say it was something else. But back to the article. This is great. This is by a Twitter cynics diary. And it says, ACAB, John Lydon's pro-Brexit, pro-Trump politics shouldn't surprise anyone. You are always more of a Joe Strummer or a Johnny Rotten. The distinction should never have been rocket science within the punk community. There was a right side and a right wing side. Yes, you people are insane and you're communist. But one person did come through and responded, somebody by the term by the name Brandon. Not sure how he is a poser. It's pretty punk rock to go against the mainstream agenda and boo fucking woo. I think he meant who, but whatever. Boo fucking woo. Someone has a different opinion than someone else. Kinda true. Kinda true. So, I mentioned before about the masks. This piece comes from The Federalist. CDC study finds overwhelming majority of people getting coronavirus wore masks. Wait, what? Yes. A Centers for Disease Control report released in September shows that masks and face coverings are not effective in preventing the spread of COVID-19, even for those who consistently wear them. A study conducted in the United States in July found that when they compared 154 case patients who tested positive for COVID-19 to a control group of 160 participants from the same health care facility who were symptomatic but tested negative, over 70% of the case patients were contaminated with the virus and fell ill despite always wearing a mask. Again, 70% of the case patients were contaminated with the virus and fell ill despite always wearing the mask. In the 14 days before illness onset, 71% of case patients and 74% of control participants reported always using cloth face mask coverings or other mask types when in public. In addition, over 14% of the case patients said they often wore a face covering and were still infected with the virus. The study also demonstrates that under 40% of the case patients became sick with the virus even though they never wore a mask or face covering. Despite over 70% of the case patient participants' efforts to follow CDC recommendations by committing to wearing masks, and face coverings at gatherings with less than 10, whatever. That's a lot of stuff to get into there. But 
while the, the study notes that some of these people may have contracted the virus from the few moments that they removed their mask to eat or drink at places that offer on-site eating or drinking, the CDC concedes that there is no successful way to evaluate if that was the exact moment when someone became exposed and contracted the virus. In fact, the report suggests that direction, ventilation, and intensity of airflow might affect virus transmission, even if social distancing measures and masks are implemented according to current guidance. Despite this new scientific information, the CDC director of National Institute of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and many political authorities are still encouraging people to wear masks. Many states and cities have even mandated masks, citing them as one of the main tools to slow the spread of coronavirus and keep case numbers in the area down. Obviously, you know, 15 days to slow the spread, everyone. We're on about day 150 now. So any day now, we're going to slow that spread. And as John Lydon notes, shutting down the economy doesn't make sense. And as the WH noted, and we discussed yesterday, tends to damage the poor the most. Those who were most successful underneath the previous Trump economy and now suffer the most under the shutdowns. I wonder if there's a connection. What do you think? From just the news, the classified FBI spreadsheet exposes folly of Steele dossier's uncorroborated claims. So just the news obtained a document that shows no intel reporting supported Steele's claims, except for suspected sources like Sputnik or the brother of a DNC operative. Weird. Why would Sputnik have something to cooperate? Oh, that's right. They tend at times to work to create disinformation or shill for a certain intelligence agency in Russia or people associated with that. Weird, right? Especially now that we've seen more and more data showing how the entire steel dossier might have been influenced by who? The DNC? Who? Oh, Hillary. Hmm. Weird. An FBI spreadsheet that evaluated the credibility of Christopher Steele's dossier found that almost no corroborating evidence from official intelligence reporting leaving analysts to grope after flimsy sources like a Democratic operative. A Russian propaganda news site and news media story leaks amounted to circular reporting. Huh. Circular reporting. So what do you mean? Oh, means they place something in the media, and then the media reports on it, and then the FBI picks up on that reporting 
and they use that as a reason to go after people. In one entry, FBI analyst tried to evaluate one of Steele's most lurid claims, later debunked, that Trump was videotaped committing lewd sex acts with prostitutes at the Rist Carlton Hotel in Moscow. There is no confirmation that Trump stayed there, they found. There is no presidential suite currently listed. I laugh because so many people still even believe that. Why? Because the media that pushed this doesn't report that's not true. Another entry encapsulated much of the FBI's assessment of Steele's reporting. It seemed based on internet rumors that could never be corroborated. Other than open source speculation, the only reporting that mentions this is the Steele reporting from 5 July 2016 and 2 July 2016. The analyst wrote about a claim in the dossier that the Russian spy agency, known as the FSB, had a pervasive and sophisticated operation focused on Trump. Other entries dinged the Steele dossier for sloppiness like misspellings of key names or making claims that were debunked by official travel records like passport entry records. There does not appear to be any record of Trump visiting Baku or the presidential palace, one entry read, knocking down a claim the future president visited the former Soviet Republic of Azerbaijan. Added another, there is no record of Trump personally organizing a congressional delegation visit to Baku. Likewise, one of the most famous claims of the now-discredited dossier that Trump lawyer Michael Cohen flew to Prague in the summer of 2016 to help cover up a Russia-Trump plot was debunked by analysts. The Crossfire Hurricane team has been unable to verify travel by Cohen to the Czech Republic in August 2016. But how did this really get in? And I don't know how many people know this. They planted the, the information in the media, as I alluded to earlier. With little formal invest intelligence reporting back to anything Steele had offered the FBI, analysts often turned to suspect sources, such as biased actors connected to the Democrat National Committee or leaked news media that could be traced back to Steele and his boss, Fusion GPS co-founder Glenn Simpson. On September 23, 2016, Yahoo News published an article claiming Carter Page was under investigation by the FBI and U.S. intelligence due to his ties with Russia. Analyst wrote, citing that sources... That source as the only evidence corroborating former Trump advisor Carter Page's alleged meeting with a senior FBI official. The FBI later determined the meetings never happened. However, the FBI used that Yahoo News reporting as one of the reasons to build the FISA case. Russia state-owned news agency Sputnik often derided as Vladimir Putin's propaganda in the Western world, was cited several times by the FBI as the lone source of corroboration for some steel claims. 
but perhaps most remarkable of all, FBI animal analyst used an article written by journalist sister of DNC contractor Alexandra Chalupa. And that's one to dig into if you ever want to see somebody who... From the Ukraine... That's so weird. The Ukraine, huh? Played such a game of pushing these lies. Journalist sister of DNC contractor Alexandra Chalupa, a prominent purveyor of the Trump collusion narrative during the 2016 election as possible support for Steele's claim about the Moscow hotel sex story. An uncorroborated source, journalist and author Andrea Chalupa was cited in an Australian magazine article dated 1 November 2016 as mentioning Trump having an orgy in Russia, the analyst noted, before noting Chalupa's story in Steele's had important differences. <laughs> in other words, as much so with Steele peddled to the FBI, there was no official corroboration. You see, this was worked through so many channels across the board. It's so confusing at times. And I forget these pieces. I forgot about Chalupa. I was talking with uh, some people yesterday about this and how difficult it is for people who can't approach this because this is so complicated and there's so many lies embedded in it. Thanks again for listening to PBF Public Radio. This is Romeo 1 Oscar out. Thank you.